It's hump day already. These hump day Wednesdays just, I don't know, it seems like you turn around and boom, I'm doing the third podcast of the week. It's crazy. Hi, Thomas Miller on the Fun Astrology Podcast. Come on in. Let's talk for a minute. I have a little cleaning up I want to do from yesterday. I missed something because we got so attached to uh, the Mercury retrograde conversation that Mars and the Sun yesterday were opposed. They were in opposition. I did, I think, mention this on Monday, and I think it was in those show notes on Monday where I laid out the whole week by date and what was happening. So if you didn't get that, Monday's show notes are a pretty good resource for the rest of this week that we're halfway through. <laughs> well, it really goes through Sunday, so it'll keep you in the in, in the loop for a couple more days. But yes, yesterday evening at 7.30 Eastern time, Mars was opposed the sun. Now, we've been talking about this whole Mars closest to the Earth, but yesterday put it on exactly that line. So from yesterday now, Mars will start to move in its orbit farther away and it will get dimmer in the sky. Will you notice it? No, not for probably a couple of weeks. But yesterday was the peak. Uh, If you go out and look today, it'll look pretty much like yesterday, (laughs) if it's not cloudy where you are, just a wee tiny bit. I mean, if you had some kind of uh, NASA-grade light meter, you might be able to get a reading on it, but to the naked eye, you wouldn't tell a difference. So right now is still peak time to see Mars at its brightest, and the brightest it will be until 2035. Just think about that. How old will you be in 15 years? Well, to go celebrate that birthday, you can go back out on your porch and you can look up at Mars and go, wow, it hadn't been like this since, oh, since 2020. (laughs) You won't forget this one. Okay, now, what do we have going on today? Well, it's the nodes of the moon are involved, and this is where I kind of set this aside because I wanted to just treat this by itself today. So the sun today is trying the north node and sextile the south node of the moon. Now, if you're thinking with me, hmm, I hope I'm getting you a little bit conditioned on here, those of you who have been around for more than just a few weeks, that you are thinking sun North nodes, wait a minute, he's talking about a moon wobble. (laughs) If you're getting to that point of at least alertness, then yes, good for you. But no, wrong conjunction. This is a trine and a sextile, which are non-sandpaper aspects. They are smoother aspects. So we're coming off of the moon wobble, which was a square this time. And the next moon wobble will be when uh, they conjunct. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, eh, just hang with us. It's it's not relevant right now, so let's don't bring into the space what we don't need. We've got enough. But uh, we'll get there in about, it'll be another 70 days or so, and we'll be talking about the next moon wobble. But it is an aspect involving the sun and the nodes of the moon. It's when they either conjunct or square each other. Well, in between, you're going to get what we have today where the sun will be in a trine-slash-sextile aspect ratio. So today, it's the sun is trining the north node. That's the more powerful aspect, actually. And the sextile is to the south node. Now, here's where I would go with this. We've got to, you know, you hear me saying sometimes we need to zoom in. And that's kind of what we did on Monday's podcast as we took a look at this whole week from a day to day, what's going to happen, and now we're picking it apart. 
Yesterday, Mercury retrograde, last night, actually. So today, the sun trines. Tomorrow, the sun squares Pluto, and that's another big deal. Sometimes, though, you've got to step back from all of this. And I love to use the analogy of the, you know, the little uh, private airplane or helicopter. If we were in a helicopter and the pilot was 50 feet off the deck, you'd be petrified for one. And then for another, you could see no detail at all, no more than you can see riding a bicycle down the street. You can't see what's on the next block over. But if you go up about 500 feet, you get a little bit of perspective. If you go up to 2,500 feet, you can kind of see that section of town. And if you go up to five or 6,000 feet, you get a pretty good view. And then if you start to get higher and higher, that view diminishes to the point where the details are so fuzzy that they really don't count. So I like to fly occasionally pretty low to the deck and then occasionally like to zoom up. So what I would do here is zoom up to around that, oh, 5,000-foot mark. Because one of the things that we are building toward, even amidst all of this other stuff that's going on, is the first ever Pluto return for the United States chart. So Pluto takes 248 years to go around the chart, approximately. It's got a very erratic orbit, but about 248 years. So Pluto, for the very first time in our history, obviously will come all the way around and be at exactly the same point that it was in 1776 when the U.S. Declaration of Independence was signed. So that exact return date is in early 2022. All right, let's put a few building blocks together and zoom our helicopter up to 5,000 feet. The nodes of the moon are about our karmic path, individually and, yes, collectively. And while very few institutions and no human beings alive have ever had a Pluto return, it's hard to kind of put a historical context on it. But if we just take the building blocks of what it should represent, then Pluto representing transformation and also Pluto can represent death. We have some things that are definitely to be considered when it comes around. So one is death to things that don't work that lead to transformation. The nodes of the moon are about alignment with or us challenging or just stepping away from our karmic path. So with everything that's going on in the midst of this week, which is what I said on Monday is probably the second most significant week of the year, that we are dealing with this sun trine slash sextile, the nodes of the moon, to me is kind of a wake-up call for us individually and certainly collectively, and we know that mass consciousness is not following this kind of thing, is to make sure that we are in alignment with our karmic path. And that's one of the things of getting an astrology reading. And yeah, I'm going to put a little plug in here. I've got limited time for some readings, but yes, we'll look at doing some readings. And those can be found in soulfoodtalks.com under the astrology box and right up there is right at the top are the readings that you can book we do about 90 minutes but one of the things that we can look at is this very thing of what is your north and south node where are they and what does that say about your karmic path because i think we need to know that and we need to be thinking about are we you know like what do we need to dial in because i think from the 5000 foot perspective this is giving us some advance hey, this is coming, 
get on the path. And we'll have these aspects many times along the way between now and then. But as they show up, I think it's something for us to take pause and really bring some gravity to, especially right now, with in the context of everything else that's going on. That's my little Wednesday sermon. Churches adjourned. <laughs> have a nice cup of coffee and a great hump day. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.